Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Good morning, Americans. It's Monday. Ooh. Doesn't have quite the same ring to it, does it? No, sir. It's weird. (laughs) wonder why that didn't work. Huh. Uh, We have much in store for you today, as usual, including the... uh, Brand new, fresh bingo card that's pinned to the top of our uh, Twitter page at Pat Unleashed. So uh, it starts out in the upper left-hand corner with Noodle It Out. Then we have Jeffy. Don't. Don't. (laughs) KJP saying um, he must not do chicken. Yeah. For some reason. And we had that on overtime on Friday. We did. It's a strange... He must not uh, do chicken. There you go. She doesn't know the phrase. He must not do chicken. And we pointed out on Friday's overtime, <laughs> you, you said how she doesn't know just common vernacular. Yeah. Yeah. In like America. playing chicken. You don't know that expression. Yep. She doesn't know breathing room. She calls it a breathing room. Yeah. She's a communist plant. Yeah. Yep. She didn't live in the right American environment uh, long enough or... Maybe it wasn't the right one. I, I don't know. But uh, wherever she grew up in Siberia in that pretend American <laughs> environment, it didn't work out they well. They rushed for her. her education. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Good and Plenty Claws is next on the list. A TV show too recent for Keith to have seen. Okay. That's almost everything, everything. that's been released in the last year. <laughs> if you will, and I think you will. Uh, Biden. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Mm-hmm. Keith says... When you say it like that, uh, Nancy Pelosi. I know a lot of things. She knows a lot of things. Ugh. Jeffy pushes chewing the fat, which is a free square, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I love the Chinese people too, but come on. And it goes. I love the- Chinese people mm-hmm. too, but come on. <laughs> uh, then yes, no, no, yes, yes, no. Uh, by all that is good, right, and holy. <laughs> It's criminal. Then the wonderful Turtles song, mm-hmm. which we have played to death. Joe, Joe, because that's, that's what we're that. wanting to do. Yeah, Joe, yeah. do you have the Turtles song? Apparently not. Okay. Well, you'll know it when you hear it, because yeah. everybody who listens for more than five minutes on uh, this show. <laughs> okay, there it is. Stupid, Just a little. Little. So do we get to sit through all of it now? Mm-hmm. Cool. When I see a straw, I put it. Keith says, a bizarro world. Any woke military video, uh, that could happen at any time as well. Those Jeffy, hurt. think about it. Uh, the paper box water. Oh. From, from yeah. Justin Trudeau. Yeah, we got to get that to you, Joe. It's mm-hmm. Justin uh, Trudeau. Mm-hmm. In a world. Then on the uh, last line, I will not abide it. Right there. Uh, we have to do more than build back better. Mm-hmm. I believe that's a Biden. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Keith says, I don't like it. And I will thank you not to mock. So that's uh, that's our fun bingo, bingo board. Be listening for those. When you get bingo, you call 888 If you're the first through, uh, you win some merch from packrayshop.com and a dozen cookies from kexi.com. 
Uh, so hopefully you had a good Mother's Day weekend. I I hope you did. Um, writer Yasher Ali <laughs> pointed out the top two GOP 2024 candidates' Mother's Day messages on mm-hmm. social media. Yeah, that was a good observation. Ooh. Yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> From Ron DeSantis. Okay. He uh, tweeted out, Madison, Mason, and Mamie are lucky to have the best mother in the world. Casey DeSantis. Aw. Thank you all for all that you do for our family. Uh, we love you very much. And so he's thanking his wife. That's really nice. Okay. Okay. The uh, Just to contrast that with Donald Trump's message on Truth Social, uh, he posted, Happy Mother's Day to all, in particular the mothers, wives, and lovers. Of the radical left fascists, Marxists, and communists who are doing everything within their power to destroy and obliterate our once great country. Please make these complete lunatics and maniacs kinder, gentler, (laughs) softer, and most importantly, smarter so that we can quickly make America great again. Okay. A little bit of a contrast there. There you go. That's, I mean, that's honestly, that's, that's what the GOP has in front of them, the voting base. Do you want a scalpel? Uh In Ron DeSantis, or do you want a steamroller in I mean, Donald Trump? That's, that's a good way to put it, too. Wow. Those uh, tweets say man. it all. They really do. Perfect contrast. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Truth Social, far superior to Twitter. Far that's superior, right. That's right. right. It's far superior. Big trouble inside CNN uh, <clears throat> after the town hall. Man. Ooh, they are not happy oh with the leadership over there for gosh. allowing that. Even, yeah, even their own people are pissed off. Yep. Well, you guys are too big a weenies <laughs> to handle somebody who has a different point of view, differing policies. You can't present that on on your channel. You expect Fox to, right? Don't they expect Fox yeah. to occasionally have somebody who disagrees with them on the air? Mm-hmm. Fox does that. Yeah, you, the, you can't have him on once. It's a good point. They, they're always mocking Fox for being an yeah. echo chamber. Right. <laughs> and that's right. exactly what they want at CNN, apparently. Now, we know that your anchors and your audience couldn't handle the differing points of view, and they they exploded uh, over it. But you should be able to. If you're a news organization, you should be able to have the Republican leader uh, in the primary race. You should be able to have him on for a town hall. Why not? Well, if that town hall had gone 180 degrees different and they had made Trump look terrible, right? they would be thinking be heroes. it's the funniest, greatest thing. Yeah, yep. This is what happens when you mess with CNN. But they got their anus they handed totally to them. They totally got destroyed yeah. in their home stadium. Trump uh, was truly at his <laughs> finest, I think, Yeah, last week. He was, he was all over them. And really... Without any effort on his part. It was just effortlessly <laughs> took him apart. It was really fun to see. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's all kinds of meltdown going on with the audience and with within CNN right now. Yeah, and, and this weekend uh, there was supposed to be a Trump rally in Iowa, and it got canceled uh, because of weather mm-hmm. is what we were told. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems like you uh, apparently the weather was are skeptical of that. Several hundred miles away. Oh wow! And uh, hmm. So uh, what do you think the real reason was? I think there might have there were reports there was going to be too small of a crowd. So therefore, the that's weather. what I was thinking as well. Uh, maybe you know maybe the crowd wasn't going to be such mm-hmm. that he could have bragged about it. Right. So uh, hmm. uh, I mean, 
the the, the skies were threatening, mm -hmm. but uh, I know the airport never had any kind of delays or anything like that uh, up there. Huh. Uh, DeSantis did an indoor event at the same time and then decided to swing by a barbecue joint that was like three minutes from where the rally was going to be, so he pressed the flesh there instead. Mm. So mm -hmm. uh, that was interesting, though. Uh, that is interesting. I don't know. I, I, I think that's an anomaly there. Um, yeah, because he usually draws. Absolutely. Trump really draws well wherever he goes. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Nobody could dispute that, even the doofuses on the left who hate his guts so much. Yeah, and I think that he would want to take a victory lap after last week yeah. with CNN. Yeah, so, which would have been appropriate. We'll see. Maybe, huh. maybe, maybe there was a threat of weather that caused the crowds to stay away. Well, he honestly. said there were tornado warnings, but that wasn't in the vicinity of Des Moines. No. Okay. A ways away. All righty. But again, I, I, I think that the crowds were probably scared off from the forecast. Yes, that's probably true. I mean, that's probably true. We were supposed to have rain all weekend. Yeah. Here in Dallas, and we got nothing. So mm -hmm. very little, I should say. Yeah, we got some. Yeah. But not a lot. There's nothing like they said. So anyway, I think that scared a lot of people away up there. Love the fact that humidity's back, and this time it's pissed. Mm -hmm. And I'm pissed that it's back because uh, uh, <laughs> I hate it. Uh -huh. I hate it. I will say this, though. I breathe better at night for some reason. You know, my body is acclimated to uh, humidity. So anytime I go to a dry climate now, like if I stay in Utah for a couple days, yeah. I, I can't breathe. I just can't breathe. My nose is... Same thing. Oh, I hate that. Don't you love the bloody nose? Yeah. When you, when you get, and I get that all the time. Get to the uh, mm -hmm. mountain time zone. Mm -hmm. If I'm anywhere, it doesn't matter if I'm up high or down low, man. If I'm out west. Oh, yep. No. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. First world problems. Mm -hmm. But they are problems, mm -hmm. nonetheless. Uh, Joe Biden was uh, speaking at a commencement uh, over the weekend. <sighs> Gotta love this guy. He's just so fantastic. <laughs> Don't you? you just really... So he's at Howard University. Yeah, he's at Howard, which is an HBCU. He called it a black HBCU. That's a little redundant because HBCU <laughs> stands for Heritage Black College and University. Historic Heritage, whatever. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it is a black is contained in the name. So you don't have to double up. You don't have to double up. Okay. But I don't think he knows that, frankly. No. And uh, here's a little bit of what he had to say to the crowd. So stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't take it. I love the microphone. Yeah, feedback. feeds back. I say this because I'm at a black HBCU. <laughs> I say it wherever I go. Okay. I'm not. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black, historically black <laughs> college. <laughs> All what right. Said. What an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> show me. Show me why, how, and where whites. I'm so sick of hearing this all the time. Show me where white supremacy has been the problem that you keep saying it is. It's a tiny little segment of people, and they're always called out, and we always. Uh, disassociate ourselves from them. I don't even. I don't know any. I don't see any. I mean, you can you could point to the Charlottesville situation, uh, and uh, is there another one? That's well, about it. I well, mean, there's. They want you to believe that the Patriot Front 
Oh, geez. Is a bunch of uh, crazy white right wingers who show up uh-huh. when things are, are going on in the country that need their attention. Can we play what they were doing? Like, this is uh, Washington, D.C. over the weekend. We got about 100 or so patriot for Reclaim America. Oh, yeah. And you know that, that these crazy right wingers around the country are walking around with uh, drums. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And shields. And as you'll see, their, their faces are completely covered. Mm-hmm. This is just hysterical. This, of course, on the weekend that Title 42 expires, and here come the immigrants, and so we're going to take America back. This happened just a few hours after that Biden clip that you played. So, of course, they had to... So they can point to these guys. So they can, quote, manufacture... As I would uh, uh-huh. think that they are there. I think that's a bunch of federal agents dressed up, marching through D.C. Mm-hmm. Probably paid actors. On cue. Mm-hmm. And there they are. A and, bunch of BS. Yeah, and, and I thought there was a great point somebody made online, because they've showed up now <laughs> several times. Um, okay, so this is from Coeur Idaho. This was about a year or so ago, if you'll recall. This is when Patriot Front showed up, still faces completely covered, and the guy goes, okay, so if, you dis- if you're going to detain someone, yeah, here we go, I've taken part in mass arrest situations. The first thing I do after an arrest is pull that mask off. It's for identification and safety purposes. I need to see whom I'm arresting, and I right. can't risk their airways being obstructed. Also, if they weren't identified yet, I would have them sit, uh, wouldn't have them so close to each other. Right. Too much liability, including the possibility of a prisoner escaping. None of this makes sense. He also goes on to point out that nice. um, you would have them with their feet stretched out in front of them so they can't get up and run away. Mm-hmm. And also you would take their gloves off to make sure that those zip ties are on properly. So this is a complete farce. They want you to believe this is all for CNN B-roll footage to say, look at the white supremacists reclaiming America. See, it's a big threat, just like the president said. They're mad because the immigrants are here. Mm-hmm. Don't fall for this crap. Ugh. And by the way, no immigrants showed up. Almost. There's, I mean, it was, <laughs> the border was just <laughs> they so secure. Yes. It's so, so secure that nobody came across the border. Uh-huh. Uh, Title 42 ended, and that made the situation lots, lots better. I love that spin this weekend. Huh? Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> See, there's no chaos. Really? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, it's pathetic, but <laughs> they keep sticking to these stories, and they'll just look in your face and lie to you. And what are you going to say about it? You're not at the border. You don't know how many people are crossing. <laughs> uh, but they tried all weekend to downplay the surge of illegals saying it's less than they thought and that it's going so smoothly (laughs) down at the border. Uh, Let's take a look at the numbers of just the gotaways since Biden has been in office. In January 2021, under Biden, 9,521 gotaways. In February, it went up to 23,915, or 23,915, obviously. Uh, March, 37,802. April, almost 41,000. May, 48,000. June, what a dip it took in June. All the way down to 38,781. <laughs> the border the border is secure. Down again in July, 36,680. Then mm-hmm. back up to 39,015, 42,888. Fiscal year 2022, 606,150. 
2023 up to March 15th is all. 385,000. Mm. And the year uh fiscal year after March 15th up until now 114,643. Now these are the ones who got away again. Keep that in mind. 1.4 million so far. And counting. 1.4 million. Wow, that is Oh god. That is not a good re- I don't care who you are. That is not a good record. Those are the ones that they've seen. Yeah. Think of how many That's, you've gotten that- through that we don't know about. Or the ones they gave court dates to. That'll get sorted out for sure. Oh, yeah. In the courts. Yeah. I mean, because they're, they're doing these court dates. Lickety split. Well, now they're releasing them without court dates. <clears throat> it's, But it's like you said. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was a lot smoother this weekend. Oh, yeah. Then they talked. Uh, then they right. thought. Yeah, you right-wing kooks who thought there was going to be 750,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're stupid. Uh, could that still happen? Yes, but it didn't over the weekend. Okay. Uh, yeah, apparently, um, scabies is a big deal. Scabies uh, among the uh, oh, new I arrivals. I hadn't heard the scabies. Yeah, yeah, and they're and they're mm. you know putting them on commercial buses and airplanes. <clears throat> oh, good. And sending good. them throughout the country. Which, by the way, they're ending up in parts of the country um, that are displacing other people because in New York City you're displacing um, veterans that are using uh, hotels for housing right now, and they've been forced to leave by the city of New York because we got to make room for the My gosh. illegals that are coming in. And by the way, um, there are people in a heavily Democratic uh, part of Chicago. Could be anywhere in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're busing in immigrants there, and the Democrat base, you know, the, the uh, typical black voters are like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute now. Uh, what's happening here? You're you're changing our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They're having more influence over you than we are. Yeah, um, congratulations. You're like every other conglomerate uh, mm-hmm. uh, associated with the Democrat Party now. You've been swept aside for the flavor of the month. Women have learned that with trans, and now blacks are learning that with illegals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at, man. It's a tough lesson, but everybody's got to learn it, I guess, before we make some changes. Uh, but. Let me tell you about uh, Patriot Mobile, if I could, because Americans have had it. We're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Uh, Until recently, we just had to take it. But now there are companies like Patriot Mobile that are building a whole new economy. And it's one that embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, it's America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And they offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. This is a great way to go. They, they've just made it as easy as they possibly can for you to do business with a company that shares your values. So, uh, patriotmobile.com. Go there today. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat, or you can call 878-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation today when you use the offer code PAT. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat, or 878-PATRIOT. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. All right, speaking of the illegals, I I guess that... uh, they had a little busload show up at Kamala's house. Okay, let's see. And so that's... Oh, I'm yeah. sure she was happy to see him. 
She's not out there to greet him, apparently, which is weird. Yeah, what is that? Why yeah, not? I, I don't know. What's your problem? No, really weird. You new arrivals. I want you to check out this really large, rotund uh, chick on the right with her hands mm. up. Okay. Yeah. She's doing what she can to block the camera guys there that are trying to record in a public space. The sidewalk oh my gosh. is a public space, so why don't you roll away and let the man get his footage? <laughs> Ugh. Gross. What is her deal? Why can't they uh, film this? What is the point of trying to block that? Just bizarre. I don't people know. People are the worst. I don't know. I wonder if any of those, probably not, uh, are from uh, Afghanistan because... Um, oh, there's a, just one, though. Just Keith, the one? Are you going to make a big deal out of the oh, terrorist? Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. All right, go ahead. Make a big deal out of the Afghan terrorist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bill Malugan from uh, Fox LA does a great job reporting on the border. He cites several mm. uh, Border Patrol mm -hmm. um, sources okay. that say that agents in the San Diego sector arrested an Afghan national on the FBI's terror watch list mm -hmm. after he crossed illegally with a group of migrants uh, there in California uh, <laughs> on Wednesday. Um, so FBI confirmed the match, and they're leading an invest. Oh, well, then the FBI... If the FBI is leading the investigation, then we're going to totally find out what's going on here. Sure. It's done now. It's done. It's Hold on. Who was it? Oh, my gosh. Who was it that said the FBI? Uh, I think it was Greg Price said that the the Patriot Front guys mm -hmm. were uh, they were seen marching there in D.C. and they were on their way to their office at the uh, Herbert at the uh, Edgar J. Edgar Hoover building. <laughs> Funny. That's good. Stuff. That's a good line. Yeah. So um, so we, we got a terrorist. So, what, yeah, we got problem? a terrorist that got caught. He got caught. OK. Yeah. So what's your problem? <laughs> right. Move on. <laughs> they only caught what 99 last month or the month before or was it this year so far 99 and now one more so that's a hundred so a hundred terrorists you have to have an even number i can't yeah. stand that odd number hanging me, out there me too i mm. i really thought that was imperative let's get one more now we did and so it's over now we can stop looking. it's over <laughs> jeez uh but the administration couldn't care less they don't they don't care they're in fact they're facilitating this invasion Everybody knows it, um, not only to our country, but to the, you know, they're, they're also destroying the lives of the immigrants themselves. Here's an illegal uh, telling a reporter what's happening to children who are making the trek northward. So it's difficult to cross through Mexico because people, they will abuse the, the women. Mm. They will uh, take children away from their parents mm. for the organs that are uh, of the children. Organs. For the organs? Oh. They'll kill them? So, uh, yeah, he's telling me that uh, it's it's difficult to pass through mm. Mexico. Wow. Can he tell us more about that? So they kill the children to take their organs? So, agarran los niños y los quitan los órganos. Hay pueblitos en específico donde muchos tienen que pasar caminando. Oh, that's a new thing to me. They have to a little town. So they give them a chance to go here, go there. But once the cartel gets there, the organized crime, it's like doomsday. They, they take away organs from their children. Oh. Wow. I mean, what more do we have to hear before we finally take this seriously and do something about it? My gosh. They're killing children and taking their organs? Yeah. Wow. Uh, at least we had one admission from uh, Secretary 
Alejandro Mayorkas. He actually corrected a reporter about the whipping incident. Remember the whipping in- sure. incident? Proof positive we had on video that it never occurred. Now, in the beginning, he said it was, I don't know, despicable or atrocious or something to that effect. But now, after the investigation and maybe taking a look at the video, he realizes the whipping incident of the Haitian refugees didn't happen. And so he corrects uh, one of the reporters on that. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the, the southern border is not just Mexicans. It is Haitians. It's Africans, if we, as we've seen, particularly with that issue with the Haitians um, being whipped with yeah, the reins or the horses. But what is there? Well, let me just uh, correct you right there, because hmm. actually, actually the investigation mm-hmm. concluded that the whipping did not occur. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, I saw it differently. They oh, were whipped oh, with something okay. from the horse, range from a horse. I, I, maybe Un- the, unreal. the video or the picture was fixed, but what I saw was totally different. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to leave you as uh, 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 corrected. <laughs> Again. How about that? The Mexican border. It's not just Mexicans, it's right. Africans and Haitians. What and is that's there okay, in place, or what? as you hear from people who are advocates for immigrants like uh-huh. Nana Jumphy, to help those who are trying to seek asylum in okay. place, from places like Haiti that yeah, right, that's good. can't even have an um, election? I, I'm just I'm proud of him there, because normally uh, we don't get any kind of sense or truth out of this administration. Hmm. Well... I, I, I want to play one other thing before you walk away from Mayorkas. Okay. Enjoying his yes his answer there. His truth. Can, mm-hmm. can we have uh, clip number uh, whatever it uh, is? You're going to take the one morsel yeah. away from me? Cl- clip seven. I got one morsel of truth. So you know how earlier you oh, played no. Biden talking about uh, white supremacy is the greatest threat to this nation. Right. Which we all agree. No, Am I of right? course. Of course. Okay. And we saw the Patriot Front playing uh-huh. their little. Yep. Yep. Where was the fife though? Mm-hmm. Right? We had the drums. <laughs> So anyhow, so he was asked about Biden's comment. Okay. So I'm going to bring you back down to earth on uh, mm-hmm. Mayorkas here. Watch this clip seven. The president yesterday uh, at his commencement address uh, for the Howard University graduates called white supremacy uh, the, the major domestic terror threat in this country. Is that correct? Uh, it tragically is. You know, um, in the terrorism context, domestic violent extremism is uh, our greatest threat uh, right Uh, now. Name one. Name one incident. Name one. Because of ideologies of hate, uh, Uh, anti-government sentiments, false narratives, personal grievances. All right, shut up. Shut up. And that's what you get for praising Alejandro Mayorkas. Oh man, I take it back completely. (laughs) That's oh. unbelievable. Give, give me an instant. How come nobody pushes him a little bit? Really, you can't get one example. Give me an example of this heinous uh, criminal activity being perpetrated by white supremacists right now. I mean, it's the biggest domestic threat we face. You must have multiple examples. You must have hundreds of examples. Give me one Give me one example like in the last, let's say, the last year. Okay. How about in the last 48 hours? Give okay. Okay. All right. Um, did you not see the group Patriot Front I saw parading the and I, milling? I saw parading. We know what that is. But I want to see the atrocity they committed. Is parading an atrocity? Uh, 
Yes. Okay. Actually, you can get up to 14 but, years in prison. But I thought that was only at the Capitol building. Okay. If you parade outdoors, are you still subject to the same penalty? Oh. I Give me an example. I, oh, I wish they would come on this show. Completely orchestrated. Oh, Biden makes the comments. Three hours later, you, got you them. get this. Shut up. Mayorkas Asinine. out there buttressing Biden's comments. Stop. They're trying to cover their their butts because people, somebody, somewhere, maybe, maybe uh, Peter Ducey is going to ask along the way. All right, give me an example of this horrendous white supremacy situation. Tell me what have they done? These evil people. <laughs> Do you have an example other than Charlottesville? Uh, can you give me one? Just one. That's all I'm looking for. And then you'll hear, it's the rise of mega-maga Republicans and Yeah, Donald but what have Trump. they done? Tell me what they've done. Give it, me an example of a, a really bad crime. campaign based on hatred <laughs> and blah, blah. Uh, That's all they'll do. <laughs> uh, it's not enough. Not enough? No, it's not enough. Mm-mm. What if they had had a fight? Tired of it. No, well, the okay, drum. then the fife would. If you showed me the Patriot Front with... Because they did show the drum. Uh-huh. You throw the fife in there, and, and I'll grant it's you that they're probably heinous. tough, don't you think, to find a fife player. <laughs> it probably That's is. That's probably... Among the white supremacists. Among especially. FBI agents. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not a lot of people playing the old fife. Uh, there's got to be somebody in the Bureau, right? There's a lot of people in it. Oh. All right. 888 Pat Unleashed on Twitter. There is more on the way. The sun will come out tomorrow. Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. Good point. Uh-huh. Good point. Uh, all right. 888 Pat Unleashed on Twitter. New home construction is key to unlocking uh, lower housing prices, of course. Uh, but this story from NBC News, it's good. You know, they bring up a really good point. The rate of this type of construction has fallen month to month since March 2022. <laughs> and experts say tough immigration policies that have shrunk the construction workforce are behind the building yeah, Okay. <laughs> a... What tough immigration policies? There aren't any. Uh-huh. We have millions flowing across the border. Uh, but is that all they do? Is that all they're good for? Wow, that's how many a of these are going to see article? Uh, yeah, nationally, foreign foreign-born people make up thirty percent of construction workers. Data from the Census Bureau shows making immigrants a key part of the home building puzzle, but against a backdrop of Tightened immigration policies instituted during the Trump administration and exacerbated during the pandemic. The number of foreign workers entering the construction industry has almost fallen in half. There were more than 67,000 new workers in 2016 compared to 38,900 in 2020. Maybe it's Mm. um, Mm -hmm. rising interest rates. Uh, that, could that have something on. to do with it? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I know there's one new neighborhood. I mean, it's a massive project, but the main builder in it decided to just, like, uh, uh, sell all the plots that he was going to build on. Mm-hmm. It's, like, not worth it right now. I don't know. Mm. That's anecdotal. 
Yeah. But I, he, I doubt it was, I can't find any illegal aliens to build right. houses for me. Yeah, I doubt that too. Uh, but uh, the spin lately has been absolutely astounding. You just, I mean, the lies that they tell to make them look like they're doing a good job on immigration and every other aspect, uh, it's just uh, amazing that anybody in America believes it. Also, uh, sadly, mass shootings are a thing in this country. There's plenty of theories as to why. Um, RFK Jr. thinks the answer might lie with Big Pharma. Oh, Watch this. Mark, with all these shootings, hmm. you know, nobody is looking at the pharmaceutical contribution to that. Anecdotally, it appears that almost every one of these shooters were on SRIs or some other psychiatric drug. And, they're, you know, this is only happening in America where all these people are, you know, are, are taking these psychiatric drugs. We take four times as many as any other country in the world, the average European country, something happened prior to the introduction of Prozac. Those shootings just were, were almost unknown. And now they're, you know, they're an everyday affair. And But NIH will not study that because it will offend the pharmaceutical industry. And it's something that, you know, we ought to be studying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very good point. Really good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. Every once in a while, you hear it mentioned that the SSRIs are involved in almost every single case of a mass shooter, and but nobody ever, you know, dwells on it. Nobody ever looks into it, and you just wonder. Well, yeah, that might have something to do with it. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, and by the way, a judge is reviewing the manifesto of the Nashville shooter. We may get that. I'm sure it'll be heavily redacted. Who knows? I'm sure. But at least it's, you know, in front of a judge right now. I would like to know. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Something about that judge there. Mm. But yeah, and oh, and along the lines of the Nashville shooter, um, mm. there was a study that came out that shows that trans kids that are supposed to, we'll have to talk about this at some point, trans kids are supposed to, you know, do the transformation and, and be happy now. Finally, mm-hmm. I'm in the right body. Yep. They end up being on more of these psychiatric dr- drugs after Afterwards. the surgeries than before. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting, isn't yeah. it? Uh, but you can't look at that. No. Don't look at that aspect. Sorry. Just affirm their new gender. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just be affirming. <laughs> Wait. Mm-hmm. How am I affirming if they're switching? That's not an affirmation. Uh, and this is kind of interesting. We just had RFK. Speaking about, uh, you know, the, the problems with pharmaceuticals, as as he continues to run for president, and, you know, a lot of the media is just kind of ignoring him. Mm-hmm. But rarely see him on CNN. Or anti-vaxxer RFK Jr. Yes. speaks, blah, blah, blah. When they cover him, they cover him as if he's just a conspiracy theorist, and he's not a serious candidate. Well, uh, Rasmussen just did a poll. If the candidates for the 2024 Democratic presidential nomination were Joe Biden, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and Marianne Williamson, which candidate would you vote for? Wow. Wow. Joe Biden, 36%. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., 35%. He's a point behind. Within the margin of error on that poll. Wow. (laughs) 
Now, uh, given the three, okay, so I have I have a choice of one of the three. Okay. Some other candidate gets 11%. Wait, you weren't given that choice. <laughs> uh, but they took it anyway. Yeah. And not sure, 12%. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so you got you got a quarter of huh. the Democrat base who isn't on any team yet. Mm-hmm. But a, more than a third with Biden, more than a third with RFK Jr. This is pretty amazing. Be that surprises spectacular. me. You're talking about a sitting president here being one point ahead of a primary candidate. What I see wow. is I see the DNC spending a lot of its uh, finances against RFK Jr. for a long time in mm-hmm. this primary fight. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And apparently RFK Jr. doesn't care about his spot in the Democrat Party because, you know, normally the Demo- the the party will threaten you to the point where you can't run against a sitting president or will ruin you. Mm-hmm. And apparently he doesn't care. No. Good for no. him. No. It's just great. Wow. And the more time they spend battling each other, yep. the less money and time they're going to have going after Trump or DeSantis or whoever the alternative is. Yeah, and, and swing voters, by the way, I'm looking at this thing, the state of Georgia, um, they they say that they want Biden and RFK Jr. to debate. Like, let's go. Mm. This was just a focus group in Georgia, but they um, they acknowledge that they know very little about Kennedy, but uh, some thought he has potential. Uh, they want to learn more. But they said when it comes to Biden, they said, here, here are the words that they use when they say Democrat voters, when they see Biden on TV. They feel confusion, pity, and embarrassment. Wow. <laughs> wow. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> but They're noticing, but, finally. But wait a minute. That's the guy that Howard University gave a uh, honorary degree for analytical intellect. Oh, my god! Over the weekend. I mean, that's a troll job on us oh, by Howard University. Come on. Analytical intellect. <laughs> All right, stop. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Uh, All right. Let me tell you uh, about uh, iTarget Pro. For years, you've heard me talk about iTarget Pro. If you have one, uh, you know how great they are. But I'm about to take you to the next level because this new product is something you need to get. If you've ever seen competitive shooters practice timing drills on the range, uh, imagine being able to do that at home anytime you want and never spend a dime on ammo. That's what the all-new iTarget Cube does for you. The iTarget Cube is fully compatible with your existing laser bullets. You can buy one or upgrade to the three-pack for a really unique training experience. You can compete with your friends. You can practice clearing drills or use random mode to test your ability to react all while the system times every shot you take. Right now, you can save 10% on this, plus get free shipping when you use the offer code PAT. Go to itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, then targetpro.com. Comes in most calibers from 9mm to 223, so you can train with virtually anything. It's the easiest and most cost-effective way to train, and it pays for itself in a single day. I mean, go to the range and buy ammo, and that'll cost you more than your iTarget Pro. The letter I, then targetpro.com, itargetpro.com, offer code PAT. is unleashed. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, C.J. Pearson is uh, great on social media, and he had fun educating people on racism this past weekend. Uh, check this out. Well, do you think that the party that founded the KKK was racist? Of course I do. Do you think that the mm. party that was pro-segregation was racist? Of course I do. Do you mm-hmm. think that the party that was pro-putting my great-great-grandmother in the back of the bus was racist? Of course I do. That party was the Democrat Party. <laughs> Interesting. I would love for you to send me some information on that. And if I read it and I... <laughs> That's so well done. Oh. <laughs> when you tell them about the racist foundings and long history of racism in the Democrat Party, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it, they have not been taught this ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. By design. Mm-hmm. It's great because somehow the Republican Party has the reputation for all the racism, but all the racism actually comes from the Democrat Party, and it's been that way from the inception of this nation. From slavery on, it was Democrats perpetrating that evil. Democrats! Slavery. Lynching. Yep. Uh, banning Jim Crow. Civil rights. Thank you, Jim Crow. All Democrats. I swear. Segregating the army. Democrat. Over and over and over. Then when minorities were put in uh, in camps in this country, Democrats did it both times. <laughs> God, it's, it's so frustrating. Who fought against the civil rights legislation? Democrats, like Al Gore Sr. Democrats, like LBJ. Until he got into office and he saw the handwriting on the wall, and then he's finally like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I got to give in now. Don't want to, but uh, I have to. Been forced into it. And then implements a policy that absolutely destroys the black family. Right, exactly right. And it turned it completely upside down. Went from... 98% 98% of black families having a mother and a father in the home to 70% not or 73% not having a father in the home. And Democrats have uh, hitched their wagon to Planned Parenthood. What was the whole, what, what was Planned Parenthood found on? Mm, let's that, see. Um, yeah, eliminating black people. Okay. Yeah, because hmm. they were undesirable to, the, to Margaret Sanger and others who founded Planned Parenthood. Jeez, I mean, it's never ending. It's frustrating that it is. People don't see this. I know. So clear. It drives me out of my mind. Mm-hmm. By the way, Texas colleges and universities are no strangers to political correctness and critical race theory and diversity, equity, inclusion, <laughs> DEI. All right. Uh, yeah. Check this out. We don't have anything there. We don't have anything. No, it's just uh, a fun story there uh, about what's happening in in Texas and Texas A&M. So Uh, it's not a video. It's not a video. Mm. Not a video. It could could easily be a video. You could go do a man on the street at any college and university and and get the same result as uh, C.J. Pearson got from that young lady. Okay. But no, they're just implementing policies there, yeah. Well, the University of Texas, for instance, is now promoting the word... uh, Women, yeah, W-I-M-M-I-N, yeah. so that students and faculty can <laughs> avoid the the word ending in men. Yeah, you can't have M-E-N. <sighs> this is where we me. freaking are. 
I guess that's empowering. University of Texas, women. W-I-M-M-I-N, a non-standard spelling of the word women used by feminists uh-huh. to avoid the word ending in men. Bizarro world. Uh. Oh, why is... would you? Why would you go to college? Why would you pay to have your child go why? to college? I know. I mean, this is in Texas, and then um, Texas A and M is doing some fun stuff too. Uh, Are they? As now? long as we're picking on or pointing out, picking. Okay. I'm just pointing out Texas. A and M is a systematically <laughs> racist institution, according to whom? Well, according to the leadership of Texas A&M, in recent years, the College Station-based public university, originally founded with a focus on agriculture and engineering, has built a vast diversity, equity, and inclusion bureaucracy that has adopted the narrative of left-wing racialism, segregated students by race, and told colleagues to stop centering whiteness. Hmm. (laughs) Public records reveal that uh, this stunning process of ideological uh, nonsense, according to these materials, virtually every academic and administrative unit unit at Texas A&M has adopted the politics of DEI and pushed radical and discriminatory measures to promote social justice. All right. About time. Social justice, of course, code word for socialism and for racism. The transformation of the university hit full speed following the death of George Floyd in 2020. Texas A&M immediately adopted the narrative of critical race theory, which castigates, of course, the U.S. as a systemically racist nation and advocates for anti-racist discrimination in, in order to equalize outcomes. In other words, you got to be racist against whites to make up for the racism against blacks and Hispanics uh, leading up to this point. <laughs> Racism, hate speech, safety, and belonging issues are evidence of systemic cultural problems that are enduring trends at Texas A&M. That was in a report published uh, in 2020. Texas A&M's disparities in student success and representation of historically underrepresented groups of students, faculty, and staff may be attributable to systemic racist and discriminatory practices in higher education and society. What a nightmare. (laughs) The report promoted the views of left-wing racial theorist Robin DiAngelo, quoting from her book White Fragility. What a great book that is. Yeah. Yeah, everybody needs to read that a couple of times. You had that one on your book club, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we love it. Mm -hmm. Love White Fragility. It argued that the default of the current system is the reproduction of racial inequality and that bringing racism to white people's attention would require administrators to move beyond niceness. Ooh. Yeah, time to stop with the niceties. Ooh. The ultimate solution, uh, according to university officials, was to dismantle systemic racist racism to advance <laughs> Texas A&M's land-grant mission. Uh-oh. We're mm. going to change the... Uh-huh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Ah, uh, crazy. I mean, this is Texas, and uh, and both our major universities in Texas are just seeped in this woke garbage. Really frightening. Mm-hmm. And if Texas and Texas A and M are both seeped in it, what's it like at Harvard and Yale? Pat Gray unleashed.
Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, this is interesting. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer said yesterday that congre- uh, congressional investigators probing President Biden's family over foreign influence peddling allegations, they've lost contact with a leading informant. Huh. Weird. The Kentucky Republican and other top GOP lawmakers in the House have alleged that uh, Biden's family members, including son Hunter, received millions of dollars from foreign entities in China and Romania, including when Biden was vice president. But Comer said on Fox yesterday, well, unfortunately, we can't track down the informant. Hmm. I wonder if he's wearing cement overshoes somewhere. We're hopeful that the informant is still there. The whistleblower knows the informant. The whistleblower is very credible. The committee has not alleged that the foreign payments to members of Biden's family were illegal, but its Republican members have accused the Biden family of enriching themselves from his power and say Biden has potentially influenced, was influenced by foreign sources, which is a problem. Uh, Comer suggested that the White House was behind the informant's unknown whereabouts. Hmm. But he declined to elaborate and yeah. didn't produce any evidence. Yeah, we, we actually, uh, a couple weeks ago, I read the tweet. The last tweet from the guy was, I'll stop, uh, I will, do I need to start naming names? Because I will. Mm-hmm. And the Biden family, and uh, I think that was, I don't know why the date, April 16th, mm-hmm. is in my head about the date on that tweet. Hmm. I think it was in April. And now he's he's gone. gone. Mm -hmm. We don't know where. Huh. Interesting. (laughs) I just, you know, we talk about, and and I don't don't know what what is going to be the end result of where this guy is. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing how we talk about, can you believe in other parts of the world how they treat political opponents? Mm -hmm. How they... Oh my gosh, opposition party members or or people that disagree with them. Can you believe that the, how this happens in Russia and all this stuff? Right. Look at America. And man. then you see this kind of stuff. And, yeah. uh, and again, this may he may just decide, yeah, I right. don't want that hassle. You know what? Right. But 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 it's what possible. you can't say that to is how they're treating these January 6th types. You know, they got mm-hmm. the welder guy who gets 14 years and some change in mm-hmm. in prison. Didn't even enter the Capitol. It's Mm, we might we might have some fun on uh, overtime. I've got a video for you. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is not uh, it's not America. No. I think, I think that's the easy yeah. way to sum it up. Mm. Got some tweets here. Bunter Hyden, painter extraordinaire. Which party is pushing women out of top positions for men in women's clothes? Democrats. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, George tweets. I'm conservative, but I think I could get behind a DeSantis and Robert Kennedy ticket. Bipartisan. Uh, Reaganette. uh, UT is basically Berkeley, so it's no surprise and not an example of Texas. And from catastrophic uh, disassembly, it's not gender-affirming surgery. It's gender-denying mutilation. Man, so many things. Hogasm tweets, uh, if and when the manifesto is released, will it be a they-festo? Oh, they-festo, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice job. I like that. That reminds me of something else that we have on video, and it is, ah, what was it? 
I sent it in really late today. Oh, the Transformers thing. The Transformers. Oh, 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 oh my no. Gosh. Do we have that ready? Is the uh, Transformer video ready? Because uh, there's a yeah. non binary Transformer now. <laughs> my pronouns are they, them. Thanks. They, them. Thanks. Yeah, I'm thanks. Sam. Nice rainbow. Sam. I'm she, they, but. Pause it for you a second. <laughs> okay, you're she, they? Why would I call you they if you're a she? Why wouldn't I do she, her? I mean, it's up to you, I guess, in your pronoun preference, no. but. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's I'm not. just trying to make some sense out of it, and you can't. Okay, so it's a non binary transformer. <laughs> so. How was it binary to begin with? I, if I, it's a machine. Yeah, well, and who was it that made the, the comment? Was it Elon Musk? Uh, by the way, computers are necessarily binary. <laughs> yeah, That's a fair yeah. point. Yeah. All right, let's see okay, the rest of yeah. this. <clears throat> wow. What an amazing city. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for how I reacted. It's just sometimes the world can be a scary place. It's hard to know who is dangerous or not. Mm. That's true, though disappointing. Hey, it's okay. I know I'm safe when I'm with my friends or other non-binary people. Non-binary? Okay. People who aren't female or male. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have assumed. I always knew my pronouns felt right, but... Unreal. What a wonderful word for a wonderful experience. Oh, okay. Leave the kids alone. Yeah. Leave they, them alone. They won't. They refuse. Yeah. They refuse. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, your kids aren't safe really anywhere. You can't just let them <clears throat> uh, choose whatever program they want to watch um, if it's animated. You know, you can't just go to Disney and say, yep, okay, they're fine. They're safe there. Nope. There's no safe space anymore. This is absolute insanity. Jeez. Mm -hmm. And it just continues to get worse and worse and worse. It doesn't matter if it's Nickelodeon or Disney or whoever it may be. They're all after our kids. All of them. They, they just want to redo this whole thing in their image. Jeez. And then we have Netflix... Uh, which did the Cleopatra, the Queen Cleopatra movie. I think it's part di uh, documentary. Maybe it's a docudrama or something where uh, they made Cleopatra black. Egypt is really pissed off about that because Cleopatra wasn't black. I mean, you know, if you are going to portray people in a, a truthful light and it's a historical person... Shouldn't you be accurate on that? Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be okay if you were doing a movie on Rosa Parks uh -huh. to make her a white person. The person who refused <laughs> to sit in the back of the bus. Yeah, we just we we got a white actress for that part. Uh, deal with it. I mean, people would be out of their minds. But uh, the show is getting bludgeoned by the audience. The audience gave it. 
one percent <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. One <laughs> percent. I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, over twenty five hundred audience reviews, and it has an aggregate score of one percent, the lowest score possible on the website. Uh, I I started watching it and then realized what they were doing and that it was this woke. Uh, I mean, one of the first things they say is they have a, a black woman saying, "I don't care what anybody says. I've been told, and uh, and I I know Cleopatra was black." I'm like, oh, okay. Wait, wait, I just... No, you don't know that. Yeah, I just looked this up to confirm this. Cleopatra was predominantly of Macedonian Greek ancestry. Right. So Mm -hmm. shouldn't they be the ones that are really upset here? Yeah, (laughs) more than Egypt. Probably. you know, I mean... uh, But Egyptologists, you know, they wanted an accurate portrayal of their history. She was the queen of Egypt. So they wanted uh, Elizabeth Taylor to be... (laughs) That's probably closer. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know, man. This is. I know it's just ridiculous. It's it's <sighs> insane. Oh, no. Also, uh, HSBC downgraded their Anheuser Busch stock over Bud Light sales. You know, being in a little bit of a free fall right now. Yeah. Uh, HSBC has officially downgraded the stock uh, to a hold. Amid growing concerns that backlash against the company's partnership with uh, Dylan Mulvaney oh, yeah. continues to hamper sales. Well, shoot. I guess you should have thought this one through, huh? Look at that freak. Carlos Laboy, a managing director with the bank's global beverage sector, admitted in a note written on Wednesday morning that Anheuser-Busch is currently in the midst of dealing with a Bud Light crisis mm-hmm. and that there are deep problems uh, deeper problems than ABI admits. Interesting. Yeah, well, it's not just them that's got the problem. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney is a little stressed out, too. Oh, no. No, yeah. Dylan is stressed? Yeah, yeah. He's been through oh, a lot lately. I hate to see that. Don't you, though? I really do. Can we get um, picture off the screen now? <laughs> I can't take it. Haters really wore me down for a second, Mulvaney told Chelsea Handler. Oh, that's the show you want to go on is Chelsea Handler's oh, yeah. show. She's good. Because, man, is she brilliant. I didn't know, and this is true, mm-hmm. I didn't know until I was 40 years old that the sun and the moon were not the same thing. And by the way, that was eight years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. Eight years ago, Eight she learned that. Eight years ago, she learned the sun and the moon were not the same thing. But <laughs> go on her show by all means because uh, she's brilliant. But uh, what Dylan said was that's what I think a lot of these haters don't realize is that <clears throat> the mental effects of misgendering in the media, it breaks my heart. <laughs> you you sailed way past Mentalville, Dylan, before you mm. got to us stressing you out, bro. <laughs> because you know there are people calling me a man, and I don't, right now, I, I feel like I'm not even processing any of it. Well, then it shouldn't be a problem if you're not processing it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Isn't it only a problem if you've processed uh-huh. it? Yeah. The constant battering could have seriously damaged uh, effects, uh, Mulvaney said. Oh, my gosh. Conservative backlash to the content creator's partnership with Anheuser-Busch was fast and furious, with many on the right calling for a boycott of the beverage brand. Last month, during the week ranging from 
uh, April 17th to April 22nd, Bud Light sales fell 26.1% from what they were a year ago. Ooh, <laughs> I love it. 26%. Isn't that something? I think that's a lot. I think you can untuck it because the 15 minutes is gone. I yeah. think I think they're up, bro. Yeah. I love this graph, Pat. You got to show us this graph here. The, the correlation between mm-hmm. <laughs> mental hospitals. Uh Americans held in mental hospitals and prisons per 100,000 adults. Interesting. <laughs> so if we go back to 1934, there's your graph. Okay. Okay. So the mental hospital population has, I mean, Look bottomed it. out. Look at that. It went from a high of, what, 600 per 100,000, a little bit over that, to Almost nothing in 2001, whereas the prison population went the opposite direction. Look at that. Hmm. Nah, they're not related. No, I'm sure not. Nothing That's there. just an nothing amazing there. coincidence. Yeah, you remember that guy that we had in Indiana, uh, that city councilman? Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who identified as a woman, like a minority lesbian woman. Oh, yeah, didn't Matt uh, interview him? Matt Walsh sat down with him for two <laughs> minutes so of great. the most hilarious thing here and we'll, we'll play that in just a minute here first let me tell you about real estate agents i trust uh when you're trying to sell your home it is stressful you want to get as much as you can out of your home and you certainly want to get more out of it than you put into it and that's where a realtor from real estate agents i trust comes in they'll help you decide do you need to repaint do you need to uh remodel should you replace countertops are you going to get your money out of it because it's not cheap to replace countertops or flooring or any of the things that you think you may need to do. And you need a really good realtor to get you through that process. This is Glenn's company. And so when you have the kind of agents who work with us working for you, you can rest assured that you're going to be in the hands of a capable team. Same goes for buying a home, too. When you choose your agent through Real Estate Agents I Trust, you partner yourself with a competitive winning machine. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Remember that uh, city councilman in Muncie, Indiana, who says he now identifies as a woman of color and a lesbian. <laughs> and he was just he was trolling the left of course with their own stupidity uh well he sat down with matt walsh over the weekend and here's what happened the reason why i identify as the woman of color is because i have a cherokee bloodline native american on both sides uh, my great grandmother on my father's side was a full-blooded cherokee um Native American, and recently uh, we had done an ancestry DNA test, and that helped me recognize that it's uh, my fourth or fifth grandfather, great grandfather. I can't remember which one it is, but he's actually chief walking stick of the uh, Cherokee Nation in North Carolina. So, being as that I had Cherokee on both sides, um, I thought, you know what, this is awesome, and uh, that allows me to classify myself as the woman of color that I am. What makes me the huh. lesbian is the fact that I am still madly in love with my wife, and huh. and uh, that'll never change. I'm still attracted to her as a woman. Huh. Navigating her new identity as a lesbian woman of color came natural to the councilwoman as well. What was the process of understanding the transracial identity in particular? 
you'd have to recognize that being a lesbian woman of color does, um, you know, affect three different protected groups and classes. Now, because of that, I have um, come out and, and been recognized as the first woman of color in the history of uh, Delaware County Council. Now, I don't believe that they're going to give me any awards for that, but it's possible they may name some local park after me or something. We'll see what the future holds. What's really brave about you is that you came out as a trans woman of color, and yet you have changed nothing about yourself physically. So you're just literally the exact same person, but at the same time, you're a woman of color. I did uh, take the step of changing my name. Um, I used to go by Ryan, uh, which would be Ryan, the male version, but now I'm using the name Ryan, but it's the female version. Mm. So. Same spelling. <laughs> Same spelling. When you're out in front of an issue like this, there are always going to be people that doubt. What's your response to them? Well, mm -hmm. I would say I've heard that. And uh, to that, I would say it was just a few short years ago that they said that you couldn't identify, a, a man couldn't identify as a woman without taking the steps necessary to do so, and mm -hmm. that's no longer true. I mean, I'm living proof of it. <laughs> that's how you do it. That's brilliant. That's how you do it. I, I would like to point out uh, Saul Alinsky's uh, Rules for Radicals. <laughs> Rule number five. Uh -huh. Ridicule is man's most potent weapon. It's hard to counterattack ridicule, and it infuriates the opposition, which then reacts to your advantage. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was brilliant. Yeah. So well done. Nicely done. By uh, by Matt and the the councilwoman yeah. as well. Council she was she was great. She was she was really she good. was and she's very beautiful logical too. Oh man, so right. beautiful as far now. as councilwomen go. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably the most mm. beautiful councilwoman I've ever beheld. So, so and you that's don't great. you don't get a lot of women named Ryan. No, you don't. But now you got one. And I I thought maybe the spelling would change, but no, no, not it, even the spelling changed. I love that. <laughs> So good. Yeah. Just both deadpan as mm -hmm. as can be. It's awesome. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat unleashed on Twitter. The debt ceiling talks between the president and the speaker of the house gonna resume tomorrow. Uh Congressman Byron Donalds was out over the weekend saying, Can we just go back to the pre-COVID levels? Hmm. Drop all the emergency spending stuff. Yeah. Is that too much to ask, really? Uh, the deputy S treasury secretary was on CNN discussing the debt ceiling negotiations. And check this out. Okay. Unbelievable. I want to play something that Speaker McCarthy said back in January on this very issue. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't we sit down and talk, especially with something as serious as debt, but as serious as a debt limit? Why would you want to wait till the end? That was four months ago. And here we are without a deal in hand. So if the threat from default is, is so dire, why did the president wait until this month to have real negotiations wow. about hmm. how to and where to have spending cuts in hmm. order to avert default? Mm -hmm. Important to remember the president didn't wait. The president outlined his own plan for what we would do in terms of fiscal policy in March, where he talked about reducing the debt by $3 trillion by cutting things like subsidies to oil and gas companies. The speaker wasn't able to get a plan through the House until the end of April. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the president didn't mm -hmm. wait, Pat. Mm -hmm. The president didn't wait. He was out there talking about 
making cuts and then shame on the speaker who didn't even get anything voted on or passed until well, oh my goodness these people suck beyond words. and the point was why didn't he sit down with them right and why didn't we debate this a long time ago hammer out an agreement a long time ago could have been on the same page since january right and he doesn't of course address that aspect of it because so, there is no answer except so, he's a partisan uh douchebag mm-hmm Person and he doesn't want to sit down with Republicans. So they're saying that we could hit that uh, debt ceiling two and a half weeks. Thursday, June 1st. And, you know, we get this threat every single time. Yes, we do. Every time. And every time it goes away, they fix it somehow. They push it. They kick it down the road. It's just kick the can down the street. That's all, the, that's all this is. Because we will not do a budget. They won't. Uh, come up with a budget and then pass one that we have to stick to. So we continually do these resolutions and it, the debt ceiling just continues to climb higher and higher and higher. There's no such thing as a debt ceiling because every time we get near it, they raise it again. It's not a ceiling then. Do you understand the word ceiling? <laughs> it means you don't go above it. Oh, man. But of course, uh, we do. Yeah. Every time and we just continue to print more money devaluing Mm -hmm. what you have in your bank account your 401k Mm -hmm. jacking up the uh, price of everything that you have to buy with that money it's fun right i mean this is is not a serious nation there's nothing about this nation that a makes sense or b is serious anymore from our monetary policy to Mm. the laws we pass to the Mm -hmm. border being completely insecure Mm um it's Help. There is someone who is looking at our country a little bit differently than they used to, and that person is Brittany Griner, who spent <laughs> 10 months in a Russian prison. Um, and you might remember a few years ago, I think it was 2020, right, where she was kneeling during the pledge, during the uh, national anthem. Uh-huh. And uh, so people were really interested because it was her first, her first game back since prison in Russia. And uh, her first opportunity to kneel or whatever during the national anthem, she did not. Uh, She once argued that the national anthem shouldn't be played as uh, found some respect for her country. On Friday night, Greiner spoke out after uh, after she stood for the national anthem. She said, hearing the national anthem, it definitely hit different. It's like when you go for the Olympics, you're sitting there... About to get the gold put around your neck. The flags are going up and the anthem is playing. It just hits different. Hmm. Being here today, it means a lot. Oh, wow. How about that? That is cool. Yeah, that's nice. People were wondering, will she feel the same way about the country when she comes back? Or will she be a little bit, I don't know, a little more grateful for the United States of America? And apparently she is. So that was opening night of the WNBA? Everyone excited there? I think it was their last preseason game. Oh, no. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, they've started. They've started. I can't believe you don't follow the WNBA close enough to know that this is... Is this... That's opening night there. I want you to see the, the excitement there in the crowd. All right. You got a good... What, three dozen people there in attendance? <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> Opening night, WNBA. Yeah, with Brittany Greiner back for the first <laughs> this time. This is Pat Gray, Unleashed. Uh, I love this story. A trans sprinter 
a French transgendered sprinter criticized the World Athletics Council and their decision to ban men from competing in women's international track and field events, which will prevent the sprinter from competing in the Olympics. Um, Halba Diouf, who was born male but identifies as a female Muslim, took issue with the international body's ruling. It went into effect uh, March 31st this year. Decisions are always difficult when they involve conflicting needs and rights between different groups, but we continue to take the view that we must maintain fairness for female athletes above all other considerations, according to Sebastian Coe, who is, uh, in addition to being uh, a world-class athlete, a former world-class athlete, he's the council president now, Dayouf disagrees with the board um, and said, even if we are a minority, we deserve to live freely, to lead a free life, deserve to take part in competitions and to compete in our category. And we are being refused that. <laughs> the only safeguard transgender women have is their right to live as they wish. And we're being refused that. For me, it's persecution. I don't quite understand now, maybe we can explain it to you. Um, but Dayouf continued, I can't understand this decision as transgender women have always been allowed to compete if their testosterone levels were below a certain threshold. Yeah, I don't think that's true because, I mean, how many examples do you have of that in the past? Hmm. But you can compete. They said you can create another category and compete against transgender people. Go for it. Why not? And then your testosterone levels could probably be wherever. Who cares? Go ahead and compete. Do what you want with your life. That's great. You just can't ruin women's sports because of your incredible advantages being a man. <laughs> It's not just the testosterone level, which Dayouf appears to be fixated on. And that, I mean, that's part of it. But there's all muscle structure and bone mass and so many things that go into it uh, that just make it unfair for actual biological men to compete against women. But he just can't understand it. He just can't understand. Sad, isn't mm -hmm. it? It's really too bad. Boy, that that stinks. We're, we're not gonna have Halbadayouf. Yeah. In the uh, in the Olympics. Paris Olympics. Yeah. You won't be able to kick her around or him or whatever. Um, there's a brave high school teacher in Kansas who's come under fire because she published two op eds slamming her district for forcing teachers to attend anti-white DEI training. And for undermining teachers' authority with unclear and unfairly enforced policies regarding so-called transgender students. As a result, some students staged a walkout <laughs> in hopes that the teacher would either be disciplined or maybe even fired. Kadrin Sullivan has spent the last 15 years teaching English at Shawnee Mission North uh, High School in Overland Park, Kansas, a suburb of Kansas City. Over the years... She's become increasingly frustrated with what she calls the divisive woke ideology that's creating a culture of contempt and disrespect. And she also says that this DEI nonsense is white shaming. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that the students 
are being allowed to run the school now. Uh, yes. Of course those things are happening. And she's calling attention to it, and uh, so I'm sure she'll be fired. Last month, Sullivan published two op-eds in The Lion, which is a publication focused on education, culture, and Christianity to expose the ongoing indoctrination of students and staff in the district. <clears throat> she offered three clear criticisms. First, she claimed that teachers are repeatedly forced to attend diversity, equity, and inclusion training that promote critical race theory and Black Lives Matter. Yeah, the Marxist group, blacks, that's great. There is repeated white shaming and a preoccupation with white people as the oppressor, including staff field trips with a focus on systemic racism, the white saviorism and virtue signaling at DEI meetings, is so condescending that many minorities and other staff members have stopped attending. Hmm. Sullivan further suggested that the district has hidden the contents of these trainings from the public because administrators uh, into it that a majority of parents would be appalled by them. The district has cited copyright concerns for not sharing the materials, uh-huh, but insists that residents may schedule an appointment to view them if they want to. Sullivan also took issue with the district's non-existent or unclear policies regarding self-identifying transgender students. Schools hide information from parents regarding their minor children transitioning at school, she said, and then refused to codify an official transgender policy in writing for fear of repercussions from parents. Because of this lack of transparency, teachers who use students' incorrect pronouns, even inadvertently, have been unfairly reprimanded or penalized. She said the students run the school and know there will likely be little accountability for their actions. While teachers are accused of discrimination, then written up for a policy that does not exist. <laughs> I don't know. Teachers, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. I would not, I could not abide this. There is no way. <laughs> uh, finally, Sullivan expressed concern that the district has lately focused too heavily on emotional health to the detriment of learning and achievement. Academic performance is falling by the wayside, she said, citing stats suggesting that only 38% of district students are proficient in reading. Yeah. 38%. And just 29% are proficient in math. My gosh. You might want to focus on the three R's. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, that's probably a radical concept. That in school, you would focus on reading, writing, arithmetic, maybe some science, a little bit of history in there, American history especially. Instead of, you know, pronouns mm -hmm. and, and gender fluidity and all that nonsense, how about we leave that out completely at school? And it's just fascinating, whether it's in a school setting like this or with drag shows or story time, drag story hour at the mm -hmm. library. I thought um, Gays Against Groomers had a, um, a, a solid take uh, this weekend when they said normal adults do not get angry that they can't talk to children about sex. Predators and perverts do. God, what a great point. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah. Gays Against Groomers, a group that needs all the support they can get. Uh, yeah. Yes. 
because it means so much more coming from them. Yep. For one thing. Uh, wow. Uh, hey, a, a bill passed the Texas House finally to um, uh, <clears throat> make it so that uh, you can't uh, butcher children in the state of Texas. So that's that's hmm. a positive note. We're finally catching up to some other states. Children up to how old? Oh, boy, I don't know. So you can't cut off their mm. parts? Their stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't mutilate a child's genitalia. Yeah. I wonder I wonder what age that includes. Uh, what, 16, 17? Mm. No. If you're under 18? Now, if you're 18 and older, you know, if you're considered an adult and you still want to do that, then I guess that's your right. Yep, but, we've never argued against that. Uh-uh. But as a child, you know, let's think this through and maybe not make that change because 88% of the time they decide that it was the wrong move to make afterwards, after it's too late. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's why suicide rates are so high. Puberty blockers do quite a number on you in so many ways. Yep. Um, well... I don't know how I'm going to be able to word this, but basically a puberty blocker stops the development. Let's say you're a guy, right? It stops mm-hmm. that development uh, down there. Okay. Which makes it difficult. Mm-hmm. I was reading this over the weekend. It's just great reading. Which therefore mm-hmm. then makes it, it. M- more difficult to create the female part. I mean, it's... Right, because you don't have enough to work with. It's insane. Like, mm-hmm. what, what are... This is just... We had a story about that from... Remember, there was somebody who went through it. They took puberty blockers so that their mm, thing didn't develop properly. Mm-hmm. And so there was not enough to build a uh, woman part out of it, turn it inside out, and so, do whatever it is yeah, they so do. Then they take skin from other parts uh, of your right, body. And that killed that killed the person. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Just last yes, week or the yes. week before we talked yes. about that. And, and uh, they we, we've played. I don't know if it was on the show or in overtime or what. But remember, we played that one lady, and she was with a group of, like, pediatric doctors or whatever. Remember this? And she was basically saying, not basically, she was saying, we really don't know what happens. Mm -hmm. We're just kind of learning as we go. In other words, these children are guinea pigs. They're being butchered. Mm -hmm. They're they're being chemically castrated. All this stuff that that is happening to these children, Mm -hmm. we don't know the long-term effects. Of course, we do know um, suicide numbers. We know that. We also know that if you leave them alone, what was it, 88% mm-hmm. will just grow out of the phase. Yeah. It just, yeah. our society is so freaking whack, man. I mean, for girls, you don't know whether it's a tomboy phase, which is what we used to call it, um, or, you know, is it something more lasting? We don't, you don't know. You don't know until they're a little more mature and they've developed and, you know, then you can make up your mind. But you don't need to make up your mind at 10 or 11 years old, or heaven forbid, sometimes we're talking about four and five-year-olds and parents that are so stupid that they're willing to change their children at that age. I don't think it can be said enough. If you went to these same parents that thought it was okay to do this to their children and suggested you allow them to ride around without a seatbelt on or a car seat or ride their bike around. Oh my gosh, the, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Without a helmet. Mm-hmm. My gosh, you would be looked at as like, what are you suggesting? I put my child right. at risk like that? Well, we had video of the guy who gave his son 
and ear piercing. And <laughs> cops yeah. dragged him out of his house Literally. and arrested him because you pierced your son's ear? Mm-hmm. Okay, but you could, that same kid can go to school and change his gender and you won't even be told about it. And then if he wants to have mutilation surgery, I guess he can without parent parental permission. <laughs> what a world. What a world. What a world. Mm. But you know what? Got a little bit of hope in the world. Um, we'll change the subjects here. You know, we've got uh, Daniel Penny, who was the hero on the New York City subway who choked the um, crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there is a uh, Give, Send, Go campaign for him that's pushing nearly $2 million now raised for his legal defense. Wow. So. Wow. There's still some uh, common sense out there and people are willing to help. Let me put a little damper on your good news. No, no, no. A special needs student at a California high school was allegedly called a bigot by her teachers for mistakenly not using preferred pronouns. There we go. Objecting to participating in a lesson about scissoring and refusing to get undressed near male teachers. Oh, my gosh. What a. (laughs) Help us. Uh, when Marina Vivar signed her daughter, Thelma Gonzalez, up for a course on health and relationships at Glendale High School, she checked a box excusing her from being taught about anything LGBTQ plus or about sexual acts which were gay in nature. So I guess you can sign them in for sex ed, which I don't know why you would do that. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't want that. Um, let me handle that at home. Okay, I'll take care of that part. You take care of teaching them to read and write and American history and the Constitution. And, you know, I'll supplement whatever you don't teach them. But I don't want you teaching them about sex of any kind, frankly. During a speech to the Glendale City Council, Vivar uh, said her decision to exempt her daughter was not respected by school staff. And that she was taught about sex acts uh, and using a female condom. Okay. Uh, when Gonzalez told teachers she would not be in the class, uh, she alleges that they called her daughter a bigot, intolerant, and homophobic. And again, this is a special needs uh, student. Those terms, Vivar told the council, were unfamiliar to her daughter and aren't words used in their family's home. She added her daughter would not have known the words unless she learned them at school and that her disability prevents her from coming across them organically. My teachers were going to send me to the principal's office when I told them that it was against my beliefs and that I felt uncomfortable. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Your comfort level doesn't mean anything. Unless, unless you're in the LGBTQQIA2 plus community. Then it's everything. But if you're not, then we just discount it, okay? You don't have any right to be comfortable or not comfortable. We don't care. Uh, Vivar said Glendale High's principal, Benjamin Wolf, conducted an investigation and concluded nothing happened. <laughs> the lesson Ms. Vivar is referencing was a general les- lesson from the health textbook about making healthy decisions in your relationships. Wait, wait. There that includes scissoring? Section on scissoring. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Uh, <sighs> So, sex ed, you made the point, like, you want to have that mm-hmm. right to teach your kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 
keep in mind, it's the, the lessons aren't boys have a penis, girls have a vagina anymore. It's no, no, it's this kind of stuff, man. right? <laughs> right. The teacher did ask Ms. Vizvar's daughter to refrain from making inappropriate remarks in response to a reference to LGBTQ plus relationships, mm -hmm. apparently. Okay. We have investigated the interaction. So she's the only one that did anything wrong. Gotcha. This is the uh, special needs student, not the teachers, of course, or the school. They were perfect. We've investigated the interaction and found and have not found any evidence that inappropriate remarks were used by the teacher, we will continue to thoroughly investigate. I bet you will. Gonzalez said she also felt uncomfortable having to change for gym class. I once got in trouble in the girls' locker room because I did not dress down in front of other people. There are male teachers inside the girls' locker room talking to Ms. Lewis. Her office, which is inside the locker room, has a door open, and there are male teachers inside her office. Oh, oh my gosh. A teen added, I never wanted to see that. That's why I don't dress out to P.E. I was scared. I was terrified. Because I was afraid of an adult male staring at me while I was changing. That's why I don't change. Now, they called her recollection inaccurate and said that male teachers have no reason to be in the girls' locker room. Well, she just told you the reason they're in there. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The school district is saying... Male teachers have no reason to be in the girls' locker room. Mm -hmm. Now, if the school dares to say that boys who identify as girls have no business being in the girls' locker room, all hell would break loose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So why aren't the teachers supposed to be in there? Because you know the boys are allowed in there. <sighs> Let me tell you, good Lord. At no point would a male teacher or coach have reason to enter the girls' locker room. Male and female coaches have separate offices, and these offices are completely separate from the locker room changing areas. Even if a male coach were to enter the female coach's office, the office doesn't have windows into the girls' locker room. It's a completely different space, they say, separated by a brick wall. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know. I just, I mean, it, it, is, it, is it appropriate anymore? To send your kids to a public school? I, no. I don't know. No. I'm going to say no, too. I'm going to say no, it's not. I, if you... Oh, man. If your kid... I've said this before, and I mean mm -hmm. it 100%. If your kid sat at home and stared at a wall all day... They'd be better off. They'd be better off than if they went to a public school, Lord of the Flies, uh, insanity <laughs> being taught to them. Mm-hmm brainwashed mm -hmm. you know what today's lesson is you sit at home and stare at a wall you'd be better off man i would tell you though i wouldn't take any chances if if my kids were in the school system and uh you have a chance to opt out of, of any Anything. sex ed yeah i'm opting out no they don't need to be subjected to your your garbage again we'll teach them that at home and you do the rest I just mm. homeschooling mm -hmm. really makes sense. Really does. There's all kinds of help you can get. Uh, it's all online. In fact, you can have your kids uh, schooling be from an online school. I mean, there's a million ways you can do it now. It's not like it was back in the 80s and 90s. It's uh, a much different world. And if you really wanted, if you really want to do it, you certainly can. And make you you can even make it pretty easy on yourself. 
Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So the federal government doesn't want you owning guns, of course. Uh, but it is okay for them to own guns. We we all know that that the IRS is armed to the teeth, mm-hmm. right? They've got agents that kick down doors, and they're heavily armed with AR-15s and AK-47s and whatnot. Yeah, more f- federal bureaucrats um, own weapons now than the Marines have, the U.S. Marines. Oh, good. Okay. So good. 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 Don't good. you feel protected? So we're sending the IRS into uh, war zones now instead of instead of the Marines. I'm for it. Yeah. Where do I sign this bill? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Yes. <laughs> would make sense. Wouldn't Front it? lines. Go to Ukraine yeah. for all I care. By the, the way, Zelensky making the tour in Europe, looking yeah. for more money. How much did we give him last week? Just one point two billion. Another so. one. So we're way over two hundred billion. Yeah, way. And he's gone to oh. France and now Britain with oh, hat good. in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Germany just sent more tanks and more money. But he's making the tour. Please give me more. You can have our IRS agents. They're armed and ready. Okay, good. Uh, Check out this uh, little meme that we found. This is fun. Uh, It compares Honduras with a population of 8.2 million to Switzerland with a population of 8.2 million. All right. So Honduras bans citizens from owning guns. Uh, Switzerland requires citizens to own guns. Mm. Honduras has, okay, where they ban guns, uh-huh. the highest homicide rate in the entire world. <laughs> Switzerland, where you must own a gun, has the lowest homicide rate in the entire world. I think we're done here. It is not the guns. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> So let's see if they can noodle that one out. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure they can't. I need a microphone to uh, drop. I'm sure they can't. Because that meme. I mean, is that's powerful. Perfect. That's powerful. Where the guns are banned, Jeez. highest homicide rate in the world, among uh-huh. 8 million people. And where you must own a gun, <laughs> it's the lowest. But, you know, huh. that's, that's good because um, a lot of people from Honduras are headed up here. Yes, they are. And so um, yeah. that's going to help us out in that homicide ranking. Except for the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as Title 42 ended, mm-hmm. I mean, everything got way better. Uh, it was a brilliant move by the Biden administration because, you know, that chaos that everybody predicted just didn't materialize. Smooth. It went uh, smoothly. It went really smoothly mm-hmm. and everything was good. Like, nobody crossed the border. That's good. So then we'll just ship yeah. them to blue cities. Okay. Where, especially Hondurans, who are used mm-hmm. to these anti-gun policies, mm-hmm. and they'll fit in perfectly there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's probably plenty of Hondurans to go around, too. So uh, that'll be good. Venezuelans, Hondurans. Do we have... Chinese nationals. Chinese nationals. Everybody. Afghan terrorists. terrorists. Yeah. I, I seriously, I need to know... What percentage of the population of Central and South America has emptied out into the United States? Like, I want mm. to know how... There's got to be some vacant spots down there now, right? There's got to be. we could go and just fill in. <laughs> yes. I'm sure there there are quite a few vacant spots now. <laughs> there was a poll once in Mex- Mexico about 10 years ago where out of 110 million people, uh, one-third of them either planned to or wanted to this migrate here. This is Pat Gray, Unleashed.